When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, D-Line, <laughs> welcome back. Thanks a lot, D-Line. Uh, welcome to hell. <laughs> I, I thought I made it pretty clear. This is not hell. It's purgatory. We're waiting Don't you dare say that. <laughs> Stop that. Don't you take that back. I no, didn't, I won't. I didn't take that miss back. you. I'll never take it back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Loser's Lounge. <laughs> we are presented by Bet365, Never Ordinary. Nuggets fall tonight in Cleveland. To the Cavs, 121-109, a disheartening loss, I thought. And, man, we got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm Harrison Wynn, joined by Brendan Vogt. Oh, man. Let's go long tonight, boys. Let's go long. <laughs> I know everyone's feeling it. Um, that was tough. That was the worst one of the year so far. It might be the worst loss of the year. The Timberwolves' <laughs> loss was rough, but at least that was to a team I respect a lot more than Cleveland. Also joined by... In his first game back from <laughs> Serbia, yes. Uh, yes, bringing with me a poo-poo platter of disinterested Nuggets, uh, missing starters, uh, Tony Brothers, and Cleveland nightlife, dude, undefeated. Or was it New Orleans nightlife? I was undefeated. definitely New Orleans nightlife. Yeah, that was uh, that was rough, you guys. Is that it? Was. I don't. I don't remember the Nuggets being. Is this what they're? They're like, I thought well, I remember them being like dope. Is I actually that- said uh, on the last Losers Lounge that we did that uh, all the Nuggets are not good. <laughs> well, <laughs> also joined by Superstar Dev. Do you guys remember when we used to be in like winners lounges and things were like fun? Remember how much fun we were having? Dude, weeks we, ago? we moved into the winners mansion. Yeah. Now oh, we're slumming I in the Losers Lounge, dude. We've been evicted. We are now <laughs> in the Losers Lounge. And we just continue to come here, and it's no fun. <laughs> it's a rough place to be right now, uh, but we got to talk about this one. Like I said, a lot to get into. Nuggets lose 121-109. They're now 0-2 to start this five-game road trip, a road trip that I predict they go 4-1 on. So off to a hot start there. Same. And I had the one loss. Same. It's to good, the Rockets. It's good to be mathematically out of that prediction two games Done in. Done with it. Yeah. Finished. So I don't have to sweat that. I have no read on this team right now. <laughs> what apparently. the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Should we get to a uh, fast break, quick Oh my God. breakdown? Only break it down, baby. Mercifully quick. <laughs> All right. First note, I have two early threes for Michael Porter Jr. Let's go. He had a good shooting night tonight. I think he might have broken out of the slump. But my second note... Bad defense early. Not let's go. These are great notes. That is a <laughs> that will prove to be a constant theme throughout this entire game. Okay. Uh, Struess, Garland, George Nang getting open threes early. Early Zeke Naji minutes. Pre-game, Michael Malone talked about wanting to get Zeke Naji on the floor with Nicole Jokic more. He went to that early. Unfortunately, two quick fouls on Nicole Jokic meant that Zeke only just played a couple possessions next to him. Another early note, Justin Holiday in over Peyton Watson, yeah. guys. P-Watt, DNP coach's decision tonight. Did not even get on the floor in garbage time. 
one game off of surprising fourth quarter minutes. So we're all over the place here. Interesting. Nuggets trail 29-27 after the first quarter. Into the second now, Michael Porter Jr. staggering with the second unit. But the Cavs came out and were scoring easily again to open the second quarter. They did, a they did so on a 12-4 run. Mike Malone went back to his starters really quickly in the second quarter. It seemed like he lost all trust in his bench, and you really couldn't blame him. Craig Porter Jr. did for the, the Cleveland Cavs. The greatest, yeah, Craig, the greatest Porter Jr. of all time. I, I can't dude. believe what they're yeah. doing right now. Last <laughs> game, a Najee got off. Yeah. This game, a Porter Jr. got off. Just the latest <laughs> guy who we don't know to have his career night against the Nuggets. He had nine early points. He's on a two-way contract for oh. the Cavs this season. Dude, everyone is hyped for uh, Porter Jr.'s talk. They cannot yeah. believe. A lot of Craig Porter, of Craig Jr. Porter Jr. fans Jr. in the box Mega Craig Porter Jr. Jr. fans. having fun. I just, I want that back. <laughs> uh, Michael Malone, he lost trust in his bench, but he did go to Julian Strother. Down 46-33 in the second quarter, looking for some offensive juice. Boom, immediate 11-0 Nuggets run that I think started with Nicole jokic Sombor shuffle. Denver got this thing back to 46-44. It was a game again. Uh, then Aaron Gordon got technical for slapping the backboard on a dunk. Uh, but Julian Strother 3 got a dunk on the other end. Uh, sorry, he blocked a 3, then got a dunk on the other end. Uh, Nuggets found a lineup that really worked with Nicole Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Christian Brown, Julian Strother, KCP. That lineup was cooking. Nuggets trailed 66-58 at halftime. Third quarter is when things got out of hand in this one. Cavs opened the quarter like they did every quarter by defending really well. Darius Garland got into the paint seemingly whenever he wanted to. He was creating two-on-ones. Cavs were putting Jokic in the pick and roll. Every possession was ending, it felt like, with a Cavs dunk. Yep. Uh, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, wide open at the rim on alley-oops. Uh, then this game ended with Nicole Jokic getting two straight offensive foul calls, his fourth and fifth calls on back-to-back -back possessions. That truly was the end of the game. Both called by Tony Brothers. We'll get into it later. He goes to the bench, Nuggets down 17. They got it to 13 in the fourth, but... Um, got it to 13. They didn't get any closer. Uh, those two offensive fouls on back-to-back -back possessions ended this one. That sent Nicole Yoke to the bench. Denver loses 109 to 121. They're 0-2 on this five-game road trip right now. Tough, tough loss. Let's go to big takeaways. Woo! Who wants to go first? I'll go. Go for it. Uh, this feels like uh, the Nuggets. The Nuggets that I've grown up with, that I love that I've uh, been in the mud with. Like, we're back down in the mud. The Nuggets have a road trip on the East Coast every year that feels this bad, where it's you're, it just is hapless. You're like, what, it, what are they doing? Are they interested? This is one of these games that like snapped me right back into, why do I care more about these games than the Denver Nuggets themselves do? It feel, it's like a warm blanket of yeah. disappointment, disgust. Um, I was like, does this, do we need more in-season tournament games. Are we already in the dog days? <laughs> well, I'll say to that, thank God for the in-season tournament. <laughs> truly, like, this is one of these games where you look and the opponents of the NBA, people that say, like, oh, we need fewer games, blah, 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 like, 
they never try, blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh, they, they have a point. They got yeah. a point. This is a, a terrible effort through and through by every single Denver Nugget. Um, and you get like 10 to 12 of these efforts a year. Absolutely. Um, this was this was one of them, and it was terrible to behold. But you know what? I did it with the fellas, and it didn't help at all. It was awful. Yeah. If I had to steal a line from what I think Mike Malone's post-game press conference is going to entail... He's gonna say that the cat, the Nuggets are um, the Nuggets did not make the Cavs feel them tonight. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> he's saying that 100%. God damn it! Last year the Nuggets struggled on the road, and they were mostly really good all season long, tremendous in the playoffs. So it was, you know, understandably overlooked. It didn't matter, but it was part of their win profile going into the playoffs, where you look at it and go, "They're so much better at home." Than on the road and Malone did challenge that to be different this year now right now there's an overarching big takeaway that's Jamal Murray's out and that's affecting everything but you can't talk about that all night every night mm-hmm. the Nuggets are now 7-0 at home and 2-4 and on the road so they've got these road games here to coming up that they need them to be wins to try to turn this around but so far it is a team that's coming out relatively flat on the road as opposed to home yeah. you know whether Jamal's in there or not yeah, I mean, I'd agree. Uh, that's absolutely been the case. The good news is that the next game is against the Detroit Pistons. That is a good. That is good news. Who have lost eleven in a row? That is great news because my takeaway is that all of the starters are bad. Oh man, <laughs> I can't believe Dad hates that shirt so much. Man. I can't believe you're bringing up every postgame show. <laughs> it's been happening. It's more than a shirt. It's been happening. It's more than a shirt. It's a mantra. It's a if lifestyle. If somebody buys this shirt tonight. Um, Take it down. Take it down. They can can come on the show. It's wild, really, to see how they're playing right now. Um, And, like, even more to that takeaway, the Cavs came in with a specific game plan, and they executed it. And Denver was not ready to respond uh, back to what they were doing. They they really did not let them fill them. They didn't let them fill them. Um, And and we've seen that from, like, the opening tip. Uh, Cavs just dominated this game. And Denver's starters did not set the tone, which bled into the beat, uh, to the bench. So, rough game all, all around, but especially for the starters. If you look at the plus minuses tonight, I'd rather not. Well, we've got to for a second. I know you don't want to. I know it's going to hurt your agenda corner segment <laughs> that's coming up later. Not great. <laughs> plus minus doesn't always tell the story to a game. Sometimes it did it tonight, does, though. though. Sometimes it does. Michael Porter Jr. was a minus 31 in 27 Whoa. minutes. What? Minus Reggie 30? Jackson was a minus 28 in 21 minutes. Jesus. Bro, I just, <laughs> before we get into agenda corner, those were the two guys I was looking for t- tonight. Yeah. I said in the pregame, yeah. I was looking at <laughs> Reggie Jackson and Michael Porter Jr. to step up. Hey, you were right. Those were big X well, I didn't, I didn't, Those were two uh, I, uh, tipping points of the game. I did not make a proclamation or a prediction. I said I was looking for the two of them to step up. They did not. You jinxed them. I jinxed it. Why? By mentioning their names? <laughs> they were bad today. <laughs> they uh, Aaron Gordon was a minus 18. Nicole Jokic minus 16. KCP minus 13. All of the starters were in the double-digit negatives. It gets worse, though. Jarrett Allen played 29 minutes in this game. He was a plus 42. Plus 42. He was Brother, 15, what? 5, and 5. Dude, plus, plus 42. 42 in 29 minutes. I swear to God, Jokic has never been plus 42. <laughs> plus 42 was insane. 
plus. Tristan Thompson was minus twenty three and eleven minutes. <laughs> in 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 ten minutes. So that was talk about a swing factor. Oh my God. Yeah, Wynn mentioned in the in the breakdown that there were a lot of dunks. Yes. Out of the pick and roll, uh, lobs to a lot of bigs. Those bigs, including Jared Allen, if not also Jared Allen throwing lobs himself to other bigs. Yeah. I actually want to know if that was the game plan because that's what I talked about like with them executing because it was pretty clear that they were like, we're going to have Darius Garland like just get into the paint, to like get into the teeth of the defense, throw it up. Somebody's going to dunk it. And they had two options the entire time. Jared yeah. Allen's dunking, uh, Evan Mobley's dunking every single time. And they just kept repetitively running it. And Denver did not adjust to what they were putting down. So that was... That was perfect um, on their end, and Denver's going to have to find a way to stop that because I think other teams are going to try to get into that as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Dev, because that when I think back to this game, what I'm going to remember most is... You're going to think back to this game? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully not, but if I do... If for some weird, odd reason I'm ever thinking back to this game... In a self-loathing spiral. What I will remember is Jared Allen and Evan Mobley getting uncontested dunks at the rim. Yeah. And this might have been one of the few games where putting Nicole Jokic in the pick and roll actually worked. Spammed him. Because they just had him in that drop all game. And Cleveland's guards were just getting into the paint, creating two-on-ones, and boom. Those guys were wide open at the rim all night. All night for dunks. I mean, Evan Mobley won 8 of 11. I don't know how Jared Allen only won 6 of 10. But, I mean, the points in the paint were great for Cleveland, and they also shot 11 of 27 from 3. They got to the line 26 times. And, fellas, that's actually where my actual big takeaway is. Because if you look at the final free throw numbers, it looks pretty even. The officiating crew made it look even by the end of the night. Cavs shot 26 free throws. The Nuggets shot 23. It was not even for most of this game. And I want to go back to where this game ended. Yep. It ended. Two possessions in a row. Two possessions in a row in the third quarter where Nikola Jokic got called for back-to-back offensive fouls. And the second one was a uh, flagrant flagrant one. one. It was reviewed and upgraded to a flagrant one. Unbelievable. They were both called by Tony Brothers. Yeah, you you really don't want to blame a game on refs because Denver really did not play well in this game, but they still had a chance. And also, Jokic is getting hit on every single play like that. You saw the frustration, like, you know, take on a, a new role with him. Like, he was getting hit so much that he was like, I have to be aggressive. Cavs were sending two people at him every time. They're fouling him on his shot attempts. And he tried to play through it, but then at some point you're like, F this. You know, like, I'm done with this. Um, And you've seen that. You've seen him, you know, make those plays in a row. And the second one, it was for sure an offensive foul, but he was just so mad about the first one. And he's still getting fouled. And even on that play, he's getting grabbed. Yes, he hit him in the face, but he's still getting grabbed. And it's like, this is what I'm going through every single play. So you don't want to put it on on the refs, but we hate Tony Brothers. We hate him. (laughs) Everybody hates him. I'm making so a new shirt. <laughs> yeah, Tony Brothers has weirdly, I put this out pregame, he's weirdly refed uh, already three games this season, three Nuggets games this season. And it's been like three in the last three weeks, which is very high, but I, 
I don't really know what, Dude, what's going on there. Whenever I see him on the screen, my heart sinks every yeah. time. So I thought the first one was a very questionable call. The second offensive foul, the one that they upgraded to a flagrant one, that was definitely an offensive foul. But that was a foul, and, and Jokic did that absolutely on purpose. Oh, yeah. It was because point. he was frustrated from only going to the line once up until that point in 22 minutes. Yeah. Totally that was a total frustration offensive foul from Nikola Jokic, man. And if I'm Michael Malone, I think it's gotten to a point where I've got to step up for my guy and take a fine or at least take a technical foul. Yeah. Because... It's kind of getting out of control, man. Here, here's, some, here's some numbers to think about. Nobody in the NBA shoots more shots in the paint, non-restricted area than Nikola Jokic so far this season. Yep. He leads the NBA in post-ups. He touches the ball more than anybody else in the league. He leads the NBA in touches. He spends so much time in the paint every game. Somehow... He's 14th in free throw attempts per game. 14th. That's crazy to me. I mean, it's funny. We've been talking about why Nicole Jokic has taken so many threes this season. Maybe the actual answer is, is because he can't get a goddamn call in the paint. Yeah. It's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm done. I'm done with this post-up business if I can't get a call. Those to me were like mostly two frustration offensive fouls where Nicole Jokic was just fed up. And uh, to be honest, I can't blame him. That was my real big takeaway from that. <laughs> that was a that was big. Yeah, <laughs> there's no I mean, there's no doubt about it. Jokic, this is one of those games that's rarer and rarer where he just decides the opponent is the referee, and you can understand why or not. When it comes to talking about it on the show or writing grades, like all the same, the bar you hold Jokic to is not having that reaction and winning the game anyway. And this was not a good Jokic effort in that regard. I definitely understand the fact that he's getting fouled every time in the paint. Yeah. I definitely understand that element of it. Um, but look, it's pregame. Harrison brought up the point of Jokic needs to be near perfect for them to win right now. Well, if Jokic is going to be in foul trouble slash essentially a non-factor in this game because of it, then they're going to get blown out, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, this was a this was a perfect storm for Nikola Jokic. This was pre-Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastern... Uh, road trip mm-hmm. coming off of a location like New Orleans like he already like didn't really have it plus Tony Brothers was there like he didn't really have it but like we you know Jokic has been, has been born anew but like every, in every season prior to the season there would be a game where you know in years past it would be like Jokic would shoot one time or Jokic would like, there would be some sort of like visible protest to either the coaching staff or the referees or the NBA in general or maybe the US culture. I don't know where he would just be like, I don't want to do this. I'm not interested in doing this. I don't want to do this. This is not interesting to me. Like I don't want to be the person that is the game is is solely responsible for the outcome of the Denver Nuggets. And tonight he he just like was like, F it. I don't care. I'm done. And he he like truly like those two plays in a row, yes. The first one, questionable, and yes. You saw something snap in him, and he was like, okay, all right, fuck it. Yeah, like, yeah. A championship has changed this mindset, but there have been, and I'm, I'm sure there still are people, not as many or not as loud, 
that questioned how important Jamal Murray is to this team. Um, that have questioned how much Jokic has to be perfect in these type of games. Um, and we've just seen what it looks like when he's not perfect in the game or close to it where they get blown out by a Cavs team that's missing their best player. Like, because he was just not perfect. Like, he's that important that he has to show up and be consistent the entire time. He can't put himself in foul trouble. He can't, you know, sit for long stretches. He can't be anything but great every single night, or this is what happens. Yep. Um, So, like, these are those type of reminder games of, like, be excited about what you have when it's here. Because it could look like this, and we have seen it look like this. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's hit a break. Lots more to get to on the other side. Stick around. A little later, we're going to get into um, Agenda Corner. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's, let's uh, do a checkup on some of agendas. Can't wait for that. <laughs> that was not an ordinary Jokic game, not an ordinary Nuggets game, really. Uh, in a much better way, you can make all the other games, every other play, Never ordinary with Bet365 as well. When you sign up with Bet365 and use code DNVR365, you get two choices. A first bet safety net of $1,000 or bet $5, get $150 when you sign up with code DNVR365. And if you've been on that app lately, you might have noticed Nux is on there. Eric's, our mascot designed by Eric's hand. That's Nux right. is a hand. So Let's ride. For, for the hand from the hand. <laughs> Was that uh, a... Based off your hand, uh, I would. If you look at it, it's like very anatomically suspect. So no. Okay. But if you see <laughs> Nux, you're seeing a DNVR custom bet. We have tons of them up at Bet365 for all of our different beats this year. Ride with DNVR and use code DNVR365 at sign up. You have to be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And you know what's cool? Sandwiches. You know what's better? Hoagies. You know what's best? Hoagies. Primo hoagies. I could go for one right now, man. That classic Italian. Uh, I I could eat Jokic's weight and hoagies right now. (laughs) No matter what your go-to hoagie is, there's no bigger crowd pleaser than Primo hoagies. That's because they're made only with the highest quality humans, meats, and cheeses, sliced fresh to order, and served on Primo's award-winning seeded rolls, baked fresh every day. With locations in both Denver and Centennial, you can order party trays in advance and online at primohoagies.com. Use code DNVR for $2 off a Primo-sized hoagie when ordering online. It's not just a hoagie. It's Primo. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets post-game lounge, the Losers Lounge. We're presented by Bet365, Never Ordinary. Nuggets fall tonight in Cleveland to the Cavs, 121-109. Quick 0-2 start on this five-game road trip. They aren't a back-to-back, though. They are in Detroit against the Pistons tomorrow night, who have lost 11 games in a row. So hopefully they can get that one. Uh, Let's go down the box score, talk about some other guys' nights. Let's go to Michael Porter Jr. I did shout out his minus 31 in 27 minutes earlier, but he did have 21 points. He did shoot five and nine from three-point range. He did have six rebounds. I did not think the defense was great tonight. But honestly, man, more importantly, in fact, I felt like he found his three-point shot tonight. He did. I I felt he was more confident and just (laughs) his shot looked smooth tonight. He was really just looking to take it all game. 
except early in the first quarter when he passed up one and then drove right into Evan Mobley at the rim. But other than that, I felt like this was probably a game where we could say he might have rediscovered, found his three-point shot again. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it came in a game where his defense wasn't there, and I thought he made a lot of mistakes just in terms of reading the floor on both sides of the ball. But he looked a lot more confident with the jumper. Yeah. The one, he, the step back one he hit that was essentially contested, mm-hmm. um, except not really because when Porter's stepping back like that, like there's no real contest. That's a shot that he's not taking, if you know, let alone making if he's not feeling more comfortable. That to me was the one where I was like, okay, he felt a little bit of the the yeah Mike that he typically feels when he shoots. So that part was really good. You know, 21 and 6 isn't awful, but defensively, it wasn't there tonight. So one game off of saying everything else is there, now we're just waiting for the shot. It was a little bit of whack-a-mole. Having said that, I will take the shot. The shot looking good and him looking confident. You know, that's a that's a small dub in this much larger L. I yeah. think this was like a bittersweet game for Which Michael part was Porter sweet? Jr. Because I think that <laughs> the, the this, was the game, this is the game that he needed. This is not the game that the Nuggets needed for him. Yeah, you're right. um, he needs to get himself going. He needs to get his confidence up and be able to just shoot the ball and, and score. And he did that in this game. It just was not Nuggets basketball when he did score. Like he's not, you know, this was not like a ball is popping part of the offense type of game for him. He's like forcing shots. He's taking contested mid ranges, which are not contested for him, but it's still not the flow of the offense. Turned down a few passes that he could have made for like entry passes or getting other people going. But he was like, hey, I'm going to get myself going in this game. Also, there was a lot of defensive lapses. And I, I keep on remembering the rebound that he tried to grab out of Aaron Gordon's yeah. hand that went out of bounds and then they hit the three. And I'm yep. like, that's just kind of like the plays that you see from him at times um, where he wants to make the right play or do like, you know, something. But it's kind of selfish in a way that it like ruins other things around him. So while I think that Michael Porter Jr. was OK and happy with this game. I don't know if it was a step in the right direction for Denver. So yeah. two things could be like true at the same time. And yeah, I, I think agree. that both of them in the long run help because you need to get him to get going. But also you want him to get back to Nuggets offense. It was just encouraging from the three-point shot. Agreed. Yeah, that was agreed. really it. This did feel like a Michael Porter Jr. game from a couple of years ago, though. Even down to the weak hands, kind of, like on the fast break. Oh, yeah. Do we haven't really talked about his weak hands in a long time. <sighs> We haven't. It's funny though. We were talking about the the. I mean, he's finished a couple great dunks this year. It's true. For every for everything, there are always unintended consequences. And this new era of Michael Border Jr. like getting in there, getting rebounds. Like Mm -hmm. the past three or four games, like there's been at least one time where Michael Border Jr. has knocked the rebound out of somebody else's hand. Um, And it's you know it's like you saw it again this game, like you mentioned. I I kind of feel like. I mean, I, I truthfully, like, I don't think a single Nugget had a good game, like, in any way, shape, or form. I really think this was the poorest effort I've seen from this squad, top to bottom, um, from F, absolutely every member. Michael Porter Jr., there were, like, a few Yeah Mike moments in, in the first half. I do remember screaming Yeah Mike like a moron, like, six or seven times. He just like ten points in the first. Yeah, which is, you know, you look at that, it's like, yeah. God damn. Uh, but they were getting beat. They were getting beat. It's um, I feel like I saw I, I I saw Nuggets basketball happen 
in about a one minute span mm-hmm. only in this entire game. Like there was a time, there was like a sequence where Aaron Gordon made a sick tuck, touch pass to Jokic yeah. under the, the rim. And there was like a couple times where we were sort of moving and like people were making the right move. But like the energy wasn't there, the requisite like effort, the want to, all the things that you like get mad at NBA basketball players for leaving out on the floor just like not showing up it's just, it like it was just there the whole time it was just so obvious early too it was just like this is this is going to be one of these games i just yep. like just pack up like dev had his shoes off you know what i mean like dev was like ready for a sleep like he's ready for a sleepover like, like you there mentioned, were crumbs man, on the couch are... i think dev had a pizza party here in, in the third like, how are you gonna call my guy out well, I'm just, I'm just for the back, kind of for the backstage <laughs> vibe. <laughs> that's what kind of night it was. It was that kind of night. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, there are <laughs> there are ten games like this every season. This was one of them. Yes. Yeah. No, no, can no. I take my shoes off now or no? no. Please don't. No. <laughs> uh, to the point you brought up, though, there was a quick moment this game when it did feel like Nuggets basketball, and that was, I believe, in the second quarter. The Nuggets were down 38-46. Michael Malone goes to a lineup featuring Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Christian Brown, Julian Strother, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. A couple minutes later, the score was tied 53-53. Yep. It was a monstrous run. And I wonder, after all the talk about the bench, and we're going to be continuing to talk about it a lot over the next couple weeks until Jamal Murray gets back, Maybe this was a stagger type of lineup that Michael Malone found with Julian Strother and Christian Brown next to three Nugget starters. That lineup popped off tonight. Yeah. They were getting stops. They were running in transition. They were getting easy buckets. No traditional point guard, but you've got Nikola Jokic. You've got two absolute lockdown defenders, your two best defenders on your team in Christian Brown and KCP. You've got Aaron Gordon out there, too, and then you got a lights-out shooter, Julian Strother, to go with another lights-out shooter in Caldwell Pope. That lineup was awesome tonight, and I wonder if it's something the Nuggets look to go back to in these next few games or for as long as Jamal Murray's out for. Did you guys like that lineup? I did. The, my first thought, though, listening to you say that is I don't really know how much is carrying over right now, like lineup-wise? Yeah, from game to game, yeah. Like Malone is kind of all over the place, and I don't even necessarily mean that as a criticism. It's just you get like the all-five bench lineup in the first half last game, then he shortens the rotation, but then he brings Peyton back for those fourth quarter minutes, but then it's Justin Holiday in for Peyton tonight. Yeah. Now, granted, it's a back-to-back, but that actually only, you know, first half of a back-to-back, but that actually only exacerbates this dynamic Maybe there was something to that, but I don't know if I expect to see it again. Like, it just kind of feels like things are being thrown against the wall right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, Michael Malone, he, he definitely has very little trust in his bench right now. He's just trying to get good lineups out there. Like you mentioned, Justin Holiday in for Peyton Watson tonight. Uh, Zeke Naji did get 14 minutes at, at backup center, so he did get more run than he's gotten in the last couple games. Julian Strother did not play in the first quarter. Yeah. But then ended up playing 20 minutes tonight. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air with the bench. Yeah, man. Like, like I, I mean, we're talking about, like I said in the pregame show, like the, the Nuggets are very delicate. Their, their ecosystem is 
devastating and delicate. Like losing Jamal Murray throws absolutely everything mm-hmm. out of whack, off kilter, and you get to the point where Michael Malone is, yes, like doing like we have seen in years and years and years past where you're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who wants to play tonight. Um, a coach like Michael Malone is like, you don't, I don't think everything he does is for strategic reasons uh, as far as X's and O's are concerned and matchups are concerned. I think a lot of times he's doing things to send messages to his his team like, uh, you know, if you need to show me that you want to play and if not, then I'm going to put the guy behind you out there and you're going to watch him play or I'm not, like, I'm just going to do things if it's not going well, like, I'm not just going to ride what we have deemed the bench into the ground, like, I'm going to try some stuff out. Like, you guys got to prove to me that you want it. And, like, that's just his leadership style. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I just think there's a lot of that. Like, Julian Strother had a little bit of – I mean, he had a little juice tonight, like a little strawberry juice. Not, I mean, he wasn't great, but, like, nobody was great. Like, Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Strawberry juice. Yeah, I know. Not, you not a fan that. of no. strawberry There's juice. There's a smoothie out there. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, you should have just said strawberry. I strawberry. don't. I don't think so. Was, boy, he didn't. That. He didn't have a strawberry. He had some juice. Oh, yeah, but so to go back to like the the lineup. Um, yeah. Because like everybody said different things. Would, would vote. I think that Malone is just like throwing shit at the wall and see yeah. what sticks. There was that uh, lineup that they went with, and also Malone has just shown like a shift and even. His leadership style and the way that he's coaching right now because of all these changes um, that he's going with early in the season because we've seen him be stubborn and it's like, no, you know, I'm going to stick with this. This is why I'm doing this. But we're seeing like Justin Holiday, the Colin Gillespie was not working early. He switched to Jalen Pickett. He's playing new guys um, in different roles. Zeke Naji has had some, you know, bad games and he's like, okay, I'm still going to give it a try. Like you're seeing him actually adjust. And try to figure out different lineups, and it's gonna—he's gonna have to tinker it, uh, tinker with it, especially with Jamal out right now. But he has shown that he's going to give those guys a chance and opportunity. Tonight, Peyton Watson didn't play. I know and that's that was wild. like a, a part of their rotation. Like he very is trying man. different things. We saw Jalen Pickett and Colin Gillespie on at the same time. Why? We've we seen see a lot of things in this game, really, that shows that he is trying different variations, different yeah. things. Um, so, like, that is something to, like, pick up on early in this season that there there is a change. And, and I think overall it's a positive. It's a positive development that Michael Malone's trying different lineups. He's playing the young guys. He's doing a lot of things that we have criticized him for in years past. You know, he started off the season with Peyton Watson in the night-to-night rotation. Uh, he gave Colin Gillespie a shot. Now he's giving Jalen Pickett a shot. I, I think that's a great move from him. He's stuck with Zeke Naji as the backup center for the entire season so far. I think that is the right move when I'm sure he's been frustrated a lot by Zeke so far this year. So overall, I've liked his philosophy on this stuff so far. And he talked about this before the New Orleans game, I believe the other. No, not the New Orleans game, the Clippers game. He talked about this before the Clippers game the other night at home. And he was just referencing how... Look, our job this year, or one thing we have to do this year, is develop our young talent while trying to win another championship. Yeah. And that's something that not a lot of teams coming off a championship tried to do. The Warriors tried to do it yep. a couple of years ago and failed. 
or I guess last year, and yeah, failed. Yeah, they yeah. could not get the two timelines thing going. The Nuggets are trying to do a little different of a version than that. They're not like trying to replace their stars like I think the Warriors might have been. Right. But they're just trying to find the right role players to bring along, which is probably a better strategy. But I think Michael Malone, he he knows what that goal is this year. And I think what he's done so far has kind of illustrated that. So. Yes. And also, it's, I mean, I don't, everyone knows it. I'm sure the chat said it a thousand times. Jamal is out. And it's. Yep. We liked the way the same exact kind of thing was looking before he was out. Um, for him to be out in the road games is a real double whammy. That doesn't mean, like, it's okay to be dissatisfied with other things we've seen and to expect better and want better. We have to talk about it on this show. Can't just change Jamal's out. But it is, like, that, that rotation and that dynamic that you just described of playing the younger guys and the, the depth is there, that's all strained by Jamal not being out oh, in a way that, that makes it, you know, really stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. It'd be better if they were navigating it, you know, a little more smoothly, but, like, it's that part looks even well, worse right now. I mean, this is the, dare I say, the nadir. Ah, there's that we word. Hope, hey, knock on wood, I hope so, man. <laughs> well, listen, like, every game without Jamal has been a struggle. They've won some of them. Some of them have been close. They've lost a few, but it's like they, none of them have been smooth. Like they, when they had, when they came out, they looked, they were dominating. They looked like the champions. Mm-hmm. As every game that Jamal Murray has not played, it has been an absolute struggle. To the end, you're like, oh my god, who's going to step up? Oh my god, who's going to do this? Like, uh, who's going to? Where are we going to get scoring from the bench? This, that, the other. It's so important. It cannot be overstated how unbelievably important Jamal Murray is to this team, and how like. He initiates the offense. I mean, Jokic is the fulcrum of the offense, but Jamal Murray, more often than not, has the ball in his hand and will actually initiate the offense. Will allow Jokic to get in deep so he doesn't always have to start off uh, above the the arc. And, uh, like, it just changes the dynamic of everything that they want to do. It's just, this is actually good. This is one of these things, like, you know, this isn't... This is a war of attrition. I don't know if you've heard this uh, before about the NBA. It is an 82-game season. It's, that is so many goddamn games. Um, and it's good at this stage in the season when the Nuggets are still obviously in very good standing as far as uh, the the postseason is concerned to, like, find out about a lot of these guys and, like, find out, like, who they have. And tonight was just, like, they just nothing worked. Like, it just feels so much worse than it actually is at this moment because it was such a deeply dispirited effort from everybody, like, and nobody could make free throws. I mean, there was just stuff where you're like, bro, like, why, just pack it up, man. Like, why are you wasting everybody's time with a game like this? Like, tonight's game was a waste of my time. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so mad I didn't go to the tailgate and that I'm not at the Broncos game right now. Um, and, it's, it's bleeding and you're analysis. here with just your other coworkers. I know yeah. it sucks because I love my coworkers, but nights like tonight make me realize how little I want to hang out with them. You know? What wow, I, mean? I appreciate it. <laughs> well, on that note, let's head to uh, another break. A lot more to get to on the other side. Hey, if you're gonna rewatch that game, put a pair of shady rays on at least. Protect your eyes. Protect your eyes. Sometimes life gets uh, it gets bright. It gets ugly. Messes, oh, with, messes with your eyes. That's where Shady Rays comes in. I'm trying to describe sunglasses. If, you're, <laughs> if this is a novel con, sunglasses are good. You can feel good, look good, and feel very confident about your purchase with Shady Rays because Shady Rays 
wants you to shop without any risk. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair and return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back and they have the biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Kale, get the soundboard ready because I got to tell the people about Red Hawk Roofing. Make the sound. (laughs) Denver's best roofers have joined the DNVR team. Quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time, and most importantly, they're huge DNVR supporters. They watch this here show, which is why we're excited to tell you about them on this here show. If you're looking for a new new roof over your home or business, it is November 19th. Uh, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at RedHawkRoofing.com and tell them DNVR sent you. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets postgame lounge presented by Bet365 Never Ordinary. The only other guy I've got real notes on tonight is Aaron Gordon. This was not Yuck. a good Aaron Gordon game. No. This was a gross Aaron Gordon game, man. This was man. so bad. He had that great pass that you brought up where Jokic got the ball at the high post um, or was going to. He was, like, double teamed or something. AG cut up the paint. They uh, Somebody passed to AG. He flicked it to Jokic who was cutting to the rim after. Just a beautiful, beautiful high basketball IQ read on that. Other than that, though, this was a rough night, I thought, from Aaron Gordon. 4 of 11 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. Just some really weird decisions in terms of some of the shots he took tonight, I thought. Yeah, and also not very active in this game. And you kind of see him uh, in these games that he doesn't have that defensive matchup. Like, there was no guy that he was like, I'm going to try to you know, defend. So, like, you see him step up in those games that there's, like, other wings that are pretty good. This was, like, a two-center lineup, and he struggles mightily in those type of situations, both offensively and defensively, which earlier in the season, it seemed like he was getting better with just, like, the strength in those. But now, like, this was an aerial attack for him, and he could not step up. He tried to make the adjustment, but it was just, like, too little, too late. Um, But but you want to see him, one, start hitting shots or – teams are going to do exactly like they did in this game they started playing back to like shoot it they dared them to shoot it any shot every team is doing that it did not go in and you're starting to see it more and more and it's because they're not falling um and then also like the way that they packed the paint the Cavs, it didn't give them the option to like go up and dunk it um or like the the oops where he's just open for the dunk so like if they're taking away the three, like the three-point line or the shots from him because they're not falling, and then they're packing the paint, it's gonna be hard for Aaron Gordon to be out there. And lastly, why is he still not making free throws? That is so. He crazy. lives on a basketball yeah, court. He <laughs> has a basketball court in his house. There's no way <laughs> that also that that could open up everything else on his offense. Yes. If you start consistently hitting free throws, maybe you feel like you're a shooter where you can open up things. Like he should be doing nothing but shooting right now. I uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath for the free throws to come around. I just I think he's just not a good free throw shooter. But I do think his shot in general, whether from the free throw line or the three point line, to me right now it looks worse than ever in a Nuggets uniform. And I don't, I don't mean that to sound too alarmist. It's just, like, there are general ways in which I like the way AG is playing. 
But that dynamic really matters without Jamal on the floor. Mm -hmm. and, like, and it's a big and a big part of why it's been so frustrating for Jokic. They've been able to pack the paint. Goodness. We talked about Jokic take so, taking so many threes. That's probably a big part of it, is teams are daring him to shoot. And there are some moments where you go, look, in theory, you want him to shoot because he's got to be able to take and make those shots. And then there are other moments in a game where you're like, really needed two points there, and I didn't think for a second that shot was going in. So maybe that all is a little less uh, dr drastic with Murray back in there. But right now, that particular dynamic, I think, is putting a strain on things more than ever. More than ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think I just everything, it's like you can trace back to... AG has to fill a different role because Jamal Murray is out. Like he can't really hang out in the dunker position tonight. He couldn't do it because the size for the Cavaliers just prevented him from really doing anything. But it, I mean, he's not looked good for a little bit. I, it's just, man, this early part. This when you hit lows in an NBA season, it just feels so much worse. This is the never too high, never too low reminder right. for every NBA fan. We are the current reigning champions, and I've never felt worse about the Denver Nuggets in my entire life than I do right now because now we are saddled with true expectation. Yeah. We know what they can do. Um, and when it comes down to it, we know who we have and we know who the Nuggets are. We know who the, that they'll put the best eight guys out on the court like they'll shrink the lineup like a lot of this stuff a lot of this uh stuff that you go through in the regular season ultimately will completely come out in the wash but man we're here tonight and we watched that game yeah. and aaron gordon does not look good right now he does not look comfortable um it is strange the dynamic of the denver nuggets and free throws in general like nobody's hitting them Jokic is not hitting them aaron gordon is not hitting them uh they're not being awarded them it's just like uh just like one of these things, like another thing that you're like, ah, and that, and yeah. this. Yep. So I don't know what you do. Do you guys have any other notes on any other players tonight? Well, the funny thing is the bench was good tonight. I mean good's a stretch. Um, but if you look at the plus minus, it's the starters got killed tonight and the bench, you know, did okay. I mean I think a lot of that might be fourth quarter. It, a lot of Garbage it is. A lot minutes. of it is. And to say the bench played well tonight, you're right, is actually kind of a stretch. Um, Two but, bench guys were in there for that big run. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I mean, Christian had some of it going. Zeke actually wasn't horrendous tonight. Def defensively, he wasn't great. Actually, wasn't good, but I really liked his activity. He had two tip-ins at the rim, which were nice. Nine points, four rebounds. He did so have that awful turnover where he tried to maybe pass some, it. some steps in the right direction. You're right, though. Paint. Ultimately, these the bench plus minus is inflated by that fourth. So that, that's a stretch the way I frame <laughs> that. All right, let's hit our final break. On the other side, we'll go around the association. We'll hit Super Chats as well. I don't even know if we're going to have time for Agenda Corner today. Can we, uh, can we pick up the other side maybe like tomorrow? <laughs> Cut it off here, like a, take a real break. Just a actual break. Just an actual, just off. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to postpone agenda corner until uh, Monday. What? All right. Well, everybody start to take note of their own personal agendas. Set your alarm <laughs> clock. Set your reminder. Agenda corner Monday, Thursday. Let's check it on the agendas. Uh, Sorry, we take another break. Yeah, I was too busy. Uh, <laughs> No, you're, you're good. looking you're at good. that sad box score. Hey, <laughs> when you've been injured at work and it's not your fault, you've been injured in a car accident on a motorcycle, maybe as a pedestrian. And again, 
It was not your fault. Don't panic. Find your phone, call 222-2222 or head to coloradolaw.net because you want to speak with Bacchus and Shanker. They will not charge you for a consultation. They will not charge you to take on your case until they've won your case. And they have won cases. In fact, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the years. They have offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. So again, if you've been hurt, when you, it wasn't your fault, car accident, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks, even if it was just at work, call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker. And what do they do? They, they win. win. And important to note, neither Bacchus nor Shanker is out for the rest of the month. Their two-man game fully intact, dude. That's just, you can count they on them. They don't have to rely on their uh, backup lawyers. <laughs> can you imagine if you call a them? backup like, Bacchus? Hey, Shanker here. You're like, I was actually looking for Bacchus. And he's like, strained hamstring. Strained <laughs> hamstring. He's out, for the, he's out for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Just hang <laughs> up at that point. Hey, look, the Nuggets will figure this thing out. They are 9-4. and four. Um, Colorado Avalanche figured their thing out the other uh, just last night, right? They won last night. Typically speaking, Ball Arena is the place to be. The Nuggets are 7-0 and oh in Ball Arena. So if you see one of those two teams playing and you realize you don't have tickets yet to the game, bust out your phone and pull up the Game Time app because with Game Time, you can get the best prices on the best seats at the last possible second. Download the Game Time app now, create an account, and use code DNVR. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DNVR for $20 off. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets postgame lounge, presented by Bet365. Nuggets fall to the Cavs, 121-109. Let's go to around the association. A lot of games okay, in the final. association this evening. A bunch of them are final, it looks like. Or a few of them are final. Dev, yeah. can you take us through some of these? Yeah, a few are finals. A few of them are still going. Um, we'll start with the team that's just letting anybody and everybody score on them. That's the Pacers oh, versus man. the Magic. The Magic got a win. Magic came into the game as the number one defense in the NBA. Hmm. The Pacers, number one offense in the NBA. Who do you think won this one? Magic. Defense wins every time. Defense wins every time. 128-116. Except for the times it loses. Yeah, those are the ones. Those are the exceptions. Yeah, that, there's exceptions. <laughs> ben Carroll had 24 points in this game. A few people had double digits. Uh, Wagner had 19 points. Wait, uh, wait. the incredible Franz Gary Bogdan. Harris had 13 <laughs> points. Gary, let's go. Let's Gary three Harris. from deep. There's, the there's gonna be a lot of uh, there's gonna be a lot of momentum to get Gary Harris off the Magic. I feel we like. gotta not do it one year in Denver. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm still holding my breath for Kevin Love. <laughs> <laughs> that one's still coming through with Dwayne Wade. I just want every. He, I want he, either. He, he, we were great in that meeting, though. The only the that only players I'm meeting. interested in are players we formerly had or white guys. I want Alice Caruso, Kevin Love, Gary Harris. End of list. Just okay. like for novelty, right? Not because that's your... No, not I'm you're Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the Raptors get the 142-113 win over the team that the Nuggets are playing tomorrow. 142-113. Detroit Pistons, they lose every damn game. Every game. Oh, the Nuggets are Let's lose put this that game there. <laughs> is this a must we'll win for the Nuggets? Jesus oh, Christ. No. Yes. I don't... If you lose that game, you are you're in hell, dude. There's no purgatory. You're in hell. Yeah, if we're you not, lose that game. That, sadly, yes, dude. It's an absolute must-win game for the Denver Nuggets. Our vibes, high as they were two weeks ago, cannot take that beating. 
If the Nuggets lose that game, I might have to down that Christmas cake. <laughs> We're doing this. This, this might year. be the night. You know that I, I literally put that on set as a constant reminder. I had a feeling that was good. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that skunked mini keg of Christmas ale. That's <laughs> definitely skunked. It's gonna be sick. Make sure yeah. we film that. I will. I will take down a whole Christmas keg, but it's gotta be a different one. Yeah, it's it's gotta be a while. Brush um, your teeth first. In this game, Siakam had 23 points to lead all scores. That's they were score. Everybody scored for the Raptors. It just was like a lot of double digit, um, you know, performances yeah. from them. On Detroit side of things, they don't have much going for them. It's Kay Cunningham um, that like does everything for them. Stanley Umude at I'm 19 sorry, who? points. <laughs> that's a Google job. <laughs> that's who, who, that's who he played for. That's, right? <laughs> that's who they led him. I bet you Charles Barkley has. He'd be like, "What?" <laughs> so would we. Yeah, uh, uh, if you're looking at this Pistons box score, though, they had one player in their starting five score more than 10 points. Jeez, man. Oh, no. Four they or are, five members of their starting five had nine or less points in this game. They are Jesus. bad. They are bad. And another thing to just slap us, you know, while we're already <laughs> down, the Sixers no, are good. No, they're, dude, they're not, not good. Only they're are very they, good. Not only are they good, Embiid might have, like, took the lead on MVP right now um, with this, like, oh. skit that the Nuggets are on, and they're winning every single game. Um no, I this bar does not like Joel Embiid. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, unfortunate <laughs> yeah. timing. Joel Embiid, had, he had a Sambor double in this game. It's 32. getting worse. Oh, my God. 32 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. What is happening over there? Tyrese Maxey has 25 and 10. They have a two-man game The worst going. part is this the vibes is are tremendous. Man. Dude, they're tremendous. Oh. Yeah. I hate when others are happy. That's yeah, only for us. Lonnie Walker is the one that lead, led uh, the Nets. He's been playing really well. 26 points um, in this one. Um, those are the games that have ended. There are a few that's going on right now. Um, the Mavs are losing right now by three or by two to the Kings. Phoenix is getting the uh, – they're beating the Utah Jazz right now. It's mm -hmm. the only other two games. Phoenix oh, and, is beating the Jazz? Yeah. Yep. And then Boston um, has a three-point lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. The Marcus Smartless Memphis Grizzlies. He's Dude. injured. Memphis is officially, officially in trouble. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna no, come until back, they get gonna no, yeah, it's gonna be too late. No, they literally, they literally penalized the Memphis Grizzlies with an entire season for John Morant menacing uh, by holding a gun. It's the craziest thing. Like, yeah. I mean, it was it, he was totally out of pocket. The craziest thing ever. They, it cost them a full season. Two seasons. Probably. Probably. If we just look at the remaining road trip for the Nuggets, like I've said a lot during Four this show, <laughs> they are at the Pistons tomorrow night, back-to-back. -back. Is that their first back-to-back -back of the season? No, they had uh, Dallas-Chicago back-to-back yeah, 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 at home. Yeah. Uh, but this one is on the road at the Pistons who have lost 11 in a row. Then they go at the Magic, then they go at the Rockets. Yo, How do we think easier. the rest of this road trip winds up? Uh, I'm gonna give them two wins. Oh, they're gonna win tomorrow. Uh, I guarantee they're gonna win. <laughs> I, they're gonna smack, they're gonna smack the, uh, the Pistons. They I are do gonna believe. smack the Pistons I, tomorrow. They, listen, like the Nuggets are, they, the Nuggets will also, they were there, they saw this game. Uh, yeah, th this was embarrassing. Like, 
this is not becoming of an NBA champion. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have this kind of effort and then roll back out and give the same level of effort. Plus, obviously, we're talking about different levels of competition. But the Nuggets are going to win tomorrow for sure. And then it's like kind of a toss-up. I don't know. Houston, uh, very formidable, as it turns out now, for the Denver yeah. Nuggets. Orlando and, and Houston are going to be two difficult games. Yes. Absolutely. I do think um, Orlando's playing well right now. I kind of think Denver gets tomorrow's game and the Houston game. They owe Houston one. They do. And it's a tournament mm -hmm. game that matters. I could see them really kind of playing inspired ball in that one. Um, Orlando one is sneaky tricky. I mean, they're... they're it's going to be a not, tough game. They fall apart in clutch times, in, in the crunch sometimes, but they're largely competitive Dude, outside of that. They gave the so Nuggets problems. a tough one on the road. They sneaky gave, tough one, I should say. They gave the Nuggets problems last year. You remember they... The Nuggets needed a last-second Jokic miracle sure. on, uh, on a, a game that we were there for them to win. Yeah. All right, let's get to a couple Super Chats. We'll wrap it up for today. N Nadine Dude, Marcus. The sicko sicko, Shout sicko out Super Chats, man. I love Nadine. it. Nadine, this is her first and only chat of the night, I'm sure. I'm positive. <laughs> Just kidding, Nadine. Thank you. Tony Brothers had it in for the Nuggets, says Nadine. Uh... So we can't go there, and you're so goddamn right. You what might be right, have? Nadine. The Nuggets have a great record when Tony Brothers refs games just because they're a really good basketball team and they can overcome it. But if you look at their record against the spread, they are under 500 in Tony Brothers games. That tells you something. Ugh. Mile High Singh. I blame Tony Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. All the Nuggets are good. Yeah, All the right. Nuggets were awful tonight, but Tony Brothers is truly truly the worst referee in the NBA, bar none. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even about like what he does to the Nuggets specifically. It's just whenever a team plays a game that Tony Brothers is refing. I know the name of like three NBA referees. Yeah. And two of them are Tony Brothers. <laughs> what else do you got? Super dope hip hop Pacers season ticket holder since 87-88 center court row 9-11-13. A big Jokic LeBron fan. In my opinion, they have the worst MVP level superstar whistles ever. This is a this is the correct take. Yeah, this is like the one this is a great take. The one thing where LeBron and Jokic fans, well, court vision, but like handshake meme, is like both of their guys, and I think we've all were fans of their careers at different points. Terrible whistles, legendarily the, terrible whistles. The reason yeah. being is that they're both like unreasonably strong and good, and they're they they're not knocked off their spot like a James Harden or a Russell Westbrook and they don't flail their head back. They just actually follow through and finish and so they're like... Yoke's never mm -hmm. shot a floater without an elbow hit and LeBron's never dunked without being hit in the top of the head like ever. Uh, <laughs> Alright, what else do we got? That's it. That's it. Guys, thank you for tuning in tonight. Nuggets losing Cleveland, but glad we got the chance to talk it out with all of you. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel genuinely better. I love I do too. I therapeutic you we, needed yeah. we needed that. We needed that. We needed that. Hey guys, if you can, throw us a quick thumbs up uh, before you get out of here tonight. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe so you know whenever we go live as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow I believe with a show 315. We'll be right here in these exact same chairs. There's a game. Oh, we got a game tomorrow. A game, bro. We also got a last second bu buzzer beater super chat. I'm sorry. We got a game tomorrow. So we'll be right <laughs> here at, um, what time's the game? <laughs>
Games at five. It's only right here. It's four thirty tomorrow. Right, four thirty tomorrow. Josh Barnett from down under. Sicko chat, missed your D line. At least you're back. Ultimate sicko chat. Holy smokes. Yeah, at least you're back and we're taking out. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Like the mayor.